guys, it's Kayla here, and welcome to this week's episode of Neighbours Talks for 24th of November 2018. Um, now, I did mention in my last, um, in my podcast update that I was anticipating on doing an episode, like a Characters Talks episode for Ned, but this week, I, um, being like, I know I said I've been off school and I've had more time to focus on my podcast, but this week, just been full really full of things like I was finishing off I just finished off a course unit so now I actually there's one less thing to worry about for now so um I'll be able to now fully fully put more time into it and I've had like appointments and stuff this week so I just didn't have time to all the energy for that matter to write um a character talks on Ned I'm I'm yes I'm still gonna do that don't get me wrong I'll still do it but just haven't had the time to this week. Uh, and it can't be next week because next week's episode's already recorded, so I don't need to record it next week. But I next week I'm going to be recording um the um couple of episodes I've got planned already. If that makes sense, I'm going to be recording them. Um, and I'll write Ned if I get time, but I have to write next week and stuff too. So that takes a day out of my week like if that makes sense because I work on a Wednesday so that takes my Wednesday out and I don't have time to do other things unless I go on my lunch break into town and do jobs and also next week is my latest dinner so that takes out my Thursday as well so I have to like I'm getting my hair ready and makeup and dressed and that's going to take a and the night is like buffet dinner at the Grand Chancellor which is a hotel here and it just takes time out my things if that makes sense okay so um what i'm going to do instead of the character talks getting on to the actual episode is i'm going to do this episode which is the seven race neighbors has pushed for boundaries with a 2pg rating thanks to digital spiders articles from them um i probably should disclaim that and also i should disclaim digital spy don't sponsor me or anything i just use their article so i'm going to give my opinion on these things too okay so i'm going to start with the intro of their article now Neighbours has been on fine form this year and as we discussed in one of their recent articles, one of the reasons why has been the show new PG rating. All Aussie TV shows have a strict classification, but it's only recently that Neighbours has made has moved up from G to PG. Now I'm just gonna comment here. I think the first episode that was actually PG, this is a fun fact for you. Was the episode that went to the air on the 20th of June 2018. And this was the episode where Ned Willis returned to Ramsey Street and stopped the fight between Leo and Dylan. So that's like six or so months ago now. Okay, here we go. Yes, after years of indirendo euphemisms and bloodless deaths, Neighbours has been bigger and bolder than ever before. So let's have a look at a few ways Neighbours has. Spread its G rating and embraced its naughtier side in 2018. So, that's totally true. Mm, sorry. Okay, so it, it, taking things to the next level is the first thing. Ask any long term neighbours to be right, and they could provide you with a list of euphemisms that read again, and coded phrases that the show routinely used to sneak more adult conversations past the sense, particularly when it came to sex and pregnancy. That is true. That is very true. Taking things to the next level. Being their personal favourite. So, 
Yes, that was used quite a bit. It was like, oh yeah, we're just taking things to the next level instead of saying, oh yeah, we're having sex. So that just means they're taking that's what taking things to the next level meant. Um, as for discussing safe sex or abortion, good luck on that in both things. Just accepting the dialogue of both things. At last, there is no more. Characters are free to be as frank as possible and the show is all the better for it. It's great to see characters young and old talking about these issues like real people. Piper's recent pregnancy scare felt real unbelievable because she and Zanthi weren't skirting around the clock and using the right terminology. It's helped the show come off age and feel like it belongs in 2018 and not a true relief of the past. Now I'm going to comment on this. They are very true about that because some of the pregnancies that they've done in the past, like even Paige's pregnancy wasn't very realistic as far as like terminology ran and how they portrayed it. Um, Don't get me wrong, it's not Olympia's fault, it's just the rating at the time was different to what it is now. And to do, as far as I think for Piper's pregnancy scare, I would have actually loved it to not actually be a scare. I would have loved to see Piper pregnant. Like, I'm not trying to be horrible, but I just think Mav would have done an awesome job with that and it would have been interesting to explore it and see where they took it on the show. Because even if she got pregnant and had a miscarriage, that would be very interesting to see. I'm not being horrible, but I'm just, that's my opinion. Next thing is it's less black and white. So here's what they say about this. Neighbours has been a soap framed for its somewhat black and white approach to storytelling. Our regulars are good, our guest villains are bad, and there's the occasional outlier like Paul or Izzy. Very true. Paul and Izzy were both outliers. And you know what's really ironic? After Izzy and Carl dated, Izzy was with Paul for a bit. So it was like the outliers teamed up together to spice things up. I didn't say about my dating bit, I just added that in. One thing we love lately is that the show is in a fright of mattering the waters and being a little bit more grey. So what that means is stirring things up. Certain recent storylines have benefited from being a little edgier. For Pierce's seduction of Chloe is saved by a typical rich seduction plot by the seedy impression that Chloe is being used as a business transaction. It has been saved, but I just imply that she's being used as a business transaction. And we see how that affected her. Simply, Susan and Ellie... No, simile, sorry, not simply. Simile, Susan, Ellie, Zanfi and B going all big little lies on us last week is something fresh and different for those characters. I agree. Don't get us wrong, we don't want Carl to become Aaron's stars like Chris King team, but this slightly is more mature a mature approach is hit with. I agree, the show has gone more grey than black and white. It's gone like less black and white, which has been really good because things were very black and white and it was sometimes so frustrating when I did things that were black and white. Like, I've seen storylines from, like, early, like, from the 2009, 2013 type thing. And I'm like, oh, this storyline is so black and white, you can't even, like, understand it and comprehend it properly. So I'm glad they've done that. So now, the next one here is even Neighbours Bleed. Neighbours old G rating didn't just limit the show when it came to dialogue or story. Yes, um, fun fact for you. Um... Before I continue on, Ben Hall said in an interview with Neighbours, which is another Neighbours podcast, if you want to go and have a listen to them, they are awesome. They've been doing this way longer than Mehi, and they know way more about how to do it. And I've had so many cast members join them. Um, so there's a little bit, like they had Ned, and they had Rory, and they had a few others. Um, so check them out if you want. Anyway, um, what I was saying was, Ben Hall said in an interview to them, but they were restricted of how much beer and Ryan and stuff they were allowed to use. So there you go, that's a fun fact for you. Just when it came to dialogue or story, but also in terms of what 
it could show on screen, which is going back to what I just said. For years now, characters would get into a violent situation with little more than a bruise to show for it. Um, indeed, Kate Ramsey's murder was so bloodless that viewers realised for months that the character was alive and in witness protection. Now, I'm just going to comment on something there. That would have been so cool to see, um, not Chloe, Kate be in witness protection and come back. Because, like, Mark was in witness protection and they were together as a couple. And it would have been cool to see her come back and see her reaction to Mark moving on with Kate, who was a very different person to Kate. And, met, and it would have been great for Kate to meet her family. Yes, yeah, instead of Ashley Brewer just going over to Home and Ray, they could have easily brought her back, like, this year. She could have, she could have came back and met Aaron and Chloe. And, like, if she was back earlier in the year, Tyler for a bit. And she could have, like, met them and, like, seen Mark move on with his life. Okay, um, however, since the show moved to PG, things have become a little more realistic. True, very true. Cassius's recent recent prison bet down resulting catch bruises a lot. Now, on that, can I just say, look, I know Cassius is a murderer and stuff, murderer and stuff, and I think he does deserve it in some ways. Many others, no one deserves something like that. This, be like, this may sound like a trivial change, but one that helps viewers in mission and makes the show this eventual even more real. Maybe as mentioned in an episode I were doing about Matt Turner, senior constable Matt Turner, who was played by the lovely Joseph Brown, um, passed away. They were mentioning about how, like, the last time you saw him was when he was wheeled off to surgery. You didn't get to see him die in the theatre. And I think to make it more realistic, because you normally see on shows and stuff, beep, 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 beep. it would have been more realistic for you to see it, if that makes sense. Not only, oh, no. Because I want all my kids to have one father. 
which is fair enough because like she knows from experience with Brad and Paul that having multiple kids from multiple parents is not a good way. Like she's had, she's got two step kids and they're both from different parents. Like if that makes sense. And they're not even her step kids anymore, but she still calls them her step kids, which is cute. So like Brad had Paige with Loz, like Lauren turned out played by the lovely Kate Kendall and Ned with Beth who was played by Natalie and Beulia. Also for you guys, if you follow Natalie and Beulia on Instagram or Twitter, um, you might have seen a photo she posted earlier this week with Holly Bellance who played Flick Skyly on the show. It was great to see that. She still has her neighbours connections. If you don't follow her, just type into your Instagram Natalie and Beulia. I think it's at Nat and Beulia, I think her username is. Um Yes, and that in Beulia was Beth, who Brad had Ned with. Anyway, back to this. Typically, the PG rating has allowed neighbours to a full-time, fairly modern and relevant social and political issues. Mystery's revenge porn was fairly new territory for neighbours and not shied away from. True, very true, I noticed that. Stronger still was the racism the Ashby faced in school girl Marissa. Now, that is actually my mum's name, but repronounce it Marissa, and my mum has run F not true like this Marissa did. And my mum's absolutely lovely. She's nothing like that, Marissa. So don't think it's because of a name that she's horrible. The name is actually a beautiful name and most of the Maurice's that I know are lovely. So not only was Maurice's dialogue Marissa, Marissa, not Marissa, that's my mum. Very true. And I actually liked how like it was a big storyline because it's very true. It happens all the time, unfortunately. Like, Racism, unfortunately, it just happens and it's so bad that it happens and it shouldn't happen. Everyone should be treated as if they deserve to be treated nicely and as if they're like one wholesome person, not just because of their nationality. It's my personal opinion on it. Maybe it's still a nasty racist and made it, made Yashri stand against her even more powerful, which is true. Yashri did awesome. Her old auntie Olivia drunk her on our Five. As we were talking about the next level before, it's now called the sex rack. Okay. Remember the neighbours? Remember when the sauciest neighbours got was Colin Susan's mystery blue box? And I'm just quoting mystery right now because we never knew what was in that blue box. The neighbours, it always intrigued me actually, what's in that blue So the neighbours have become sex mad, mad lately with new tuition lessons, clear patrol, play building site hookups. Bartley named Full Salute Herbal Tea and David and Aaron's Public Unity, all providing a few, shall we say, memorable moments. While it might seem that Neighbours is having a little too much fun on that front, never goes too far. Neighbours thrives on a bit of carry-on comedy and the new rating allows for its fades. Um, it's great to see that Neighbours going PG hasn't led to the show being carried away with death and violence. He's more than happy to keep trying it at her quickie side. Um, my thoughts on this. It's been shown so much with years sex. Like I'm I just don't like like I'm like I'm sorry, but I don't want constant sex all the time. Like I would love like other storylines and stuff. Um, but neighbours have done a good job. And it's better than like to say sex when saying, Oh yeah, I'm just taking things to the next level, so Okay. Increased LGBTQ visibility visibility. So what that is is gay stuff, like gay kissing and stuff. So um, Aaron and David, like, when I've been watching 2015, I've noticed that Nate and Chris 
all they could really do was hug each other. They couldn't really kiss each other because it wasn't allowed because of a G rating. They could, all they could do was hug. And that now they could have, like, they can do so much more. That's my opinion. That's what we did. But now here is what Digital Spy had to say about this. Just a few short years ago, on-screen kisses between the show's gay characters were stressful and far and few and far between. We were the niggling feeling that the show was holding back, like I was just saying. But this year, but this is no longer the case in what was a landmark year for neighbours. From David and Raphael's emotional charged sex scene onwards, the show took great strides in its presentation of the characters' lives. But much like Darren, so that's David and Aaron, if you don't understand ship names, share every bit as much on-screen affection as their straight counterparts. And Billy and Mark Reading was one of the year's highlights. I agree, it was definitely a highlight. And having Magda there to perform the ceremony was absolutely great because she's been supporting the same-sex campaign for ages. I actually did an episode on that earlier on in this podcast called Australia's First Same-Sex Reading. If you want to go and check that out, please do so. It's on your podcast app. It only goes for like five minutes. Okay. The big episode was First Same-Sex Reading on Australian TV. It was recently nominated for an inaugural Australian Award created to honour Australian projects that have made a significant contribution to diversity and inclusion, which is very true. This definitely didn't like because they were different culture and stuff, so it was great. While we don't want to imply that the show's LGBTQ plus content wasn't fit for a G rating. There's no new knowing that the show has taken its LGBTQ plus visibility to like new heights in 2018. Only four of them put it. And that's so I commented on my opinion. The next one is the villains are badder than ever before. Now, badder isn't even a word. It's just so the villains are worse than ever before. So here's what they have to say about this, and then I'll comment my opinion to this one. And this is the final one too, guys. So it's fair to say villains haven't been the show's strongest suit in recent years. Um, with rating limiting what these characters can do, the threat they pose ends up being a little bit watered down. Looking at you, Damato, is what they say. Now, I was actually watching a bit of the Damato stuff a few weeks ago, and I watched her a bit today because I'm actually been watching another soap, um, which is actually a trashy soap, unlike Neighbours. The only reason I've been watching it is because Ali Sweeney, who hosts, um, Hosted even Biggest Loser is in it, and I love Ali Sini, and I was like, I totally want to see how well she acts, and she actually does a really good job for her particular character on the soap. It saves a lot of lives, really and just like that. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, what was I saying? Yes. So I'll have a break from days and come and watch an episode of Neighbors to break it up to compare the two. And one of the episodes I watched the other week was when all the Demaro stuff was coming out, like today when was actually Matt Turner's funeral, bless him, rest in peace Matt, and D'Amato turned up. Um, D'Amato, I really do think, I was sick of him at the time. Like, if I watched 2015 straight up, I'm just sick of him quickly, but I think they could have done a little bit more with him now. But in 2018, they could have done a little bit more with him. However, with the PG rating, these kinds of characters are finally able to feel dangerous. <laughs> D'Amato could have done lots more there. So he's currently in a coma and at the hands of some of the Ramsey Street's favourites. Devious Finn felt like a general, general threat to being Ellie earlier this year and nearly killed Xanthi in the process. 
I'm sorry, Snake. I've been getting feedback. It's so frustrating. Like here, Doctor Sue is not in. Is not in any Alice. Oh my gosh, Carrie Armstrong is doing a great job. Don't get me wrong. But I just hate Alice. I do not like her at all. She's such a bitch. Sorry, I probably should have said that in my podcast. I probably should have. I'll just put the clips for anyone. That's alright. Um, but she is absolutely hate her. I'm just looking forward to when she leaves. To be honest, she looks set to be one of the biggest villains the show has had in some time. While she's undoubtedly camp, Alice will clearly stop at nothing. As well as feeding unsuspecting Sonia some protein coated cookies, even Cornell Hill victims in her skin. While we don't expect Alice to start providing murder anytime soon, the PG rating has allowed there to be a vicious streak to her body and makes her even more unpredictable and dangerous. Okay, um, so that's all I had to say. My opinion on that is that I think. I hate villains, don't get me wrong. In fact, if they do a good job with a villain, I will be impressed. But, look, I have to admit, last year Finn did, like, Millsy, although he came into a place bad, Millsy actually did a good job. Like, Millsy does a good job acting Finn, but his character is absolute crap. I was going to say something else, but I thought I better not. Um, so... Before I go, I'm going to just remind you guys, please feel free to check out the podcast on the socials. We are at Neighbours Talks Podcast on both Facebook and Instagram. Um, now, I have three Neighbours fan pages up and running. If you want to have a listen to like, have a look at them, and they are at the Neighbours Fan Page Australia, at the Worst Family Fan Page, and at Stukas and Brad and Trey's Fan Page. Until I bring you an episode next Saturday, whatever that episode may be, I know what it is, and if you listen to my but you'll know what it is, so I may as well tell you. It's Katie's old watch and Tia Tolman how is next Saturday's episode. So, until next Saturday with that episode, I'll see you guys. Have a good week. Bye!